Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Transformation Gold Podcast. I'm your hostess and your coach, Nicole DeVincentis, aka FigureChick911, up on Instagram and YouTube with that. We're coming to you today uh, just in time for St. Patrick's Day, and we're going to talk a little bit about luck. Now, maybe you use the words, or maybe other people use words to describe you as lucky. And if you have ever achieved any sort of goal, I would say, more so than not, you probably assume the belief that (laughs) it really wasn't luck. I put in a lot of work, like a lot of work to achieve my goal. And so we start out by saying, you know what, there really is no such thing as luck. Luck is merely when preparation meets opportunity. Now there's a few key words in that sentence and the first key word is preparation. Preparation is something that you do actively ahead of time to get yourself ready but then to also stay ready. So that continues. That requires effort. It requires energy. It's like a verb, right? It's an action word. It's preparation. I'm preparing myself. Okay, the next key word in that sentence of preparation meets opportunity is that actual word meets, which is also an action word, which means something has to happen to collide the two worlds of the preparation and the opportunity. Now, for some people, some people just happen to be going along and they seem to like stumble across opportunities. Okay, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to challenge your thought on that and tell you that if you think that opportunity just kind of like falls out of the sky, what actually happens is that more times than not, people who are highly successful or who are perceived as having like this tremendous amount of luck are actually tuned in to opportunity and they're actually opportunity seekers and they also nine times out of 10 and probably 10 times out of 10 expect an opportunity to come because they expect and they demand their victory. Okay, now there's also the other types of individuals who create their own opportunities. So nonetheless, it requires you to be in a very active stance. It requires you to be in the driver's seat to decide what exactly it is that you want and then taking all of the necessary action steps to steer your vehicle in the direction and make the vehicle move in that direction. Okay? And what happens when you do that is if you've been listening to some of the previous podcasts and I know some of them are like I know some of them seem like they're out there like tuning into your vibrational frequencies, but that's essentially what it is is that once you start aligning yourself with what it is exactly that you want, stuff starts changing inside of your head. And believe it or not, this is going to sound so trippy to you, things start aligning inside of your body physically. And when I say that, what I actually mean is a throwback to like high school chemistry when you were talking about like atoms and uh, like electrons and protons and neutrons. Do you remember that stuff? Like every single thing in the world is energy. And those little electrons, like they're whipping around like all the time. And they actually, because they're energy, like they're always vibrating. So when we talk about like vibrational frequency, we're talking about when you focus on your goal, 
one of the things that's going to elevate you to that next level of where your stretch goal is, is you have to start thinking about it and making decisions as though you are already in possession of that goal. You actually have to increase where your frequency is vibrating on. So picture it like this, like if you are working towards a goal, this could be professional, this could be fitness, this could be relationships, this could be how you show up in your relationships. I mean, this applies to anything, but when you're looking to achieve something, it's usually at a higher level than where you are right now. Does that make sense? Like you're growing, you're looking to achieve it, so you've got to grow into this thing. So if I can just simply put it to you this way, anything that is bigger than you, higher than you, requires you to grow, vibrates at a higher frequency. I'm just going to say it that way, which means for you to be able to step onto that level, you also have to be vibrating on that frequency. All right. So you've got to be able to open up your eyes. You've got to be able to see things in a bigger lens, not just what's happening immediately in front of you, but you've got to be able to see into the future. You've got to be able to see the whole entire landscape. So what I'm going to challenge you to do when we talk about, okay, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to, you know, like find this opportunity. What happens is that I think you can all like often get discouraged. Like, I don't know the next step to take. I only know that shit sucks right now. Does this make sense to you? And you know that like something has to change, but it can be so frustrating when you're not realizing any results and it seems like you're not making any movement. It's because you're looking to make your decisions. And if this is a problem or, you know, being stuck is like frustrating, it's a problem. You will never be able to solve the problem or grow when the decisions that you're making or the things that you decide to do, like the actions that you're taking, when all of those things are being made with the mindset of, who you are today. Okay? Because who you are today got you here. But who you want to be tomorrow, or even five minutes from now, it requires a higher level of you, like a different version of you. So when I say like you need to be start making decisions or start making decisions rather like the person who's in attainment of the goal, That's what's going to shorten that gap, that stretch between who you are and who you want to become is if you say, okay, here's an example. This will help us. Like, you know what? It's time for me to boss up and like freaking champion my finances. Okay. I want to make more money. This is how it usually starts. Like I'm tired of being broke. I'm tired of, you know, working in this, you know, dead end job, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Well, if you go out and you start looking for a different job. More times than not, if your goal is to improve your financial situation, just going out and getting any other job may not be the solution for you, okay? It's true that by getting a second job, you may increase your cash flow like your income will go up. But in order to move your financial position, it's not just about how much money you're earning. 
It's also how you use your money. It's do you store your money in anticipation then of investing it in a vehicle to grow your money? Whoa. Like if you've never thought of it like that before, I mean, if you think like, well, I just want to pay bills or I just want a cute pair of shoes or I just want to go on vacation. Like you're allowed to use your money however you want, but you've got to remember something like moving your financial position is completely different than simply earning more money or getting more money. And it comes back to the clarity of your goals. Honest to God, what is it really that you're looking to do? Because I'm going to challenge you. And I'm, I'm, let's, let's use this example. How many times have you heard about people who have come into a lot of money, whether they won the lottery, they you know inherited like this big chump, chunk of money, or you see this oftentimes with professional sports players or people who, you know, in the music industry or entertainment industry, like all of a sudden they make a lot of money, you know, after putting in all of their work to, I, I honor that, but you know, they've never had this much money before and they don't know what to do with it. All they know how to do is spend it. And they spend it, you know, maybe, yeah, they buy people, their family houses or they, you know, take their friends on vacation or whatever. And because they don't have the financial habits of somebody who is wealthy, who understands how to take money and then multiply it, okay, have the money have babies so that there is more of it rather than just using it up they end up bankrupt. They often end up in a worse financial position than when they actually, you know, were broke and didn't have anything. Does that make sense to you? So when you're looking to advance anything, and that applies to any place in life, you have to start changing your mindset on having very clearly defined goals. But you know, let's backtrack. A very clear vision for where you want to, to, to be, your life, your personal, your professional life. Okay? And oftentimes, this stretches outside of your zip code. And oftentimes, this is going to challenge every single tradition that your family has. I know it does for mine. My family has never been known for generational wealth. And I'll tell you, there's only a couple people in my family who have changed that method of operation to change, you know, how we view money, how we know money, how we handle money. And it's a completely different mindset than operating in straight consumer like mindset. Does that make sense? But it's not always easy. And in the very beginning stages, like you are perceived as 100% crazy because what you're doing is not commonplace. The same thing applies to like health and fitness. If you're looking to change fitness, health and fitness for yourself or for your family or 
you're looking to, you know, change, you know, how your children or, you know, your nieces or your nephews or anybody like coming up behind you are going to be handling their health and fitness. Again, it often clashes with family tradition, cultural tradition, you know, what your next door neighbors do, what your friends do. And I get it. Like it can be so incredibly rough. But the thing is, is you will never be able to achieve, achieve that end goal without knowing where it is that you want to go. All right. Having the vision for the future, having very, very clearly defined goals, and then you're working backwards to, to make the decisions on what you're going to do, those daily action steps, what you're going to do over the course of time to, to hit your target. But again, it requires having a different mindset. And in order for you to start thinking like that person who has, quote unquote, the thing or who has achieved the thing, you've got to be able to get your head above water and start taking notice of the cracks in your current operating system. And if we're talking finances, okay, and, and speaking from personal experience, like I get it, like it, it what was so, was so enlightening to me as I was speaking with a friend of mine a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about like our past year and, you know, goals for the future that we've just been, we've not hit our financial goals, and straight out, like we put it on the table, like, you know, survivalship, you know, for those of us who are younger and entrepreneurship or whatever, like it doesn't mean that your products and services aren't good. You go through this path of progression where you're learning your tactics, you're learning how to market, you're learning how to network, you're learning how to leverage, like you're learning all these things. So it's not like, you know, for anybody who's similar to us where where you have been in a job where you have had, you know, set level of income and then you come over and you're starting something from the ground up, you usually inevitably have some sort of a dip in your income in those beginning stages until you start to implement, you know, you start to have systems in place and you, you work on, you know, growing that thing. But the person who you were is not able to be on the lookout for alternative ways of doing things, ways of increasing the velocity of your results, how to scale when you're operating in the mindset of an employee. You have to bounce yourself over and start making decisions like a prosperous business owner who understands like these are our targets, these are going to be our projections, and then is willing to put in the hustle and the grind and the perseverance to like courageously execute every single day even when you're going through dry times, okay? But whatever happens, it, you have to maintain a very high mindset that, yeah, you know what, shit may not be good right now, but guess what? The expectation is victory, and I, no matter how bad things get, I still am responsible for lifting myself up and putting myself vibrationally like on the level of the goal that I'm looking to attain. Like it's just a matter of time. It's not if, it's when. Okay? Maybe there's some things that I have to clean up. Maybe I didn't put forth enough effort or maybe, you know, there's some little thing that I'm blind to that I don't even see that I'm doing 
I'm tired, I'm fatigued, you know, like whatever. This is why mindset training is so incredibly important because as you are going and growing, the world is like incredibly negative. And when you're sitting around people who just talk and and on this, you know, I speak highly to money on this one because it's like pervasive. How many times have you or your friends talked about like, oh my God, I can't afford this. Oh my God, it must be nice. Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And like, there's this like verbal, like how much you lack. And let's say like you take command of this. Like for me, I've got a very, very strong morning routine. I've got a very strong morning routine. I've got a very strong evening routine where I literally do not interface with the rest of the culture. I do not look at emails. I do not scroll through social media. I only position myself and place myself in positive, uplifting states of gratitude you know, things that are increasing, you know, my mindset, my, my belief system, my methods of operation, my performance. That's when I coach with my coaches first thing in the morning, because we never focus on lack. We focus on where we're going and growing to like the two times of day when your mind is going to be the the most open to training you into a state of expectancy, higher states of vibration, since that's how we talked about, are going to be first thing in the morning when you wake up and then last thing before you go to sleep at night. The rest of the day, like it's up to you to be tenacious with your mindset and shield yourself from the negative, excuse my language, broke dicks out there. It's, it's funny because the people who say like, I don't have the money for blah, 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 blah. You know what? Look at their bank account. Look where they're actually spending their money. So is it only, I mean, they may not be earning a high level of income, but whatever level of income they're at, where are they spending the money? Okay. Your advancement in any area is gender neutral. Okay, what does that mean? It means it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. Okay, this is a big switch from those people who are new on my podcast. One thing that you should probably know about me is I come from an emergency nursing background. Okay, so I am a registered nurse like 20 something years. And I I retired clinically as a nurse. Um, I was basically fed up with how healthcare was going. Like this was when, you know, healthcare was changing like rapidly and big business came in. There's a lot of socialist influence in there. There was a lot of control from pharmaceutical companies, from insurance. And it was just like, it was not the healthcare model that we had built. And I just like, I was frustrated with it. And I was frustrated with the, with the cap on what I was able to do. And also with that, my, my levels of income. Okay. And so I never really knew what I wanted to do, but I knew that I had like a lot of skills and being in that healthcare environment, like your ability to progress it had nothing, the places that I worked anyway, um, it was never based on gender. It was never based on ethnicity. It was based on who was the best, hands down. Th- that, that was the environment. And 
it was never, it was never like when you had an accomplishment, people, you know, were just like, you know, fuck, I didn't get, you know, asked into a certain program or this, that, and the other, but everybody knew like, if you got promoted or you were asked to take on new responsibility or whatever, it was because you fucking earned it. Excuse my language. Like there, that's just how it was. And working in an emergency environment, like when you coach with me, I'm pretty to the point. You know, I, I like to speak in the language that you operate in. And I know some individuals who coach with me in the beginning, you're not ready to be hardline coach yet and I get that but I also coach some very 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 strong individuals who come from incredibly rough backgrounds and I like to be able to speak to everybody regardless of 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 who you are and what brings you onto this podcast like when I give you the message I promise you I'm delivering it from a place of love what I refuse to do is allow you to remain in what we call victim mentality where you believe that where you are is permanent and you have no control or command over where you're going because of where you've been born you know what gender you've been born, what ethnicity you're born. And I'm not denying the fact that there's prejudice in the world. There 100% is. Like, I get it. But you, as the champion, cannot concern yourself with that. When you allow your energy to be shot off in a completely different direction, like, you want your focus to be sharp and focused like a laser beam. You do not want your energy and your focus to become diffuse like if you had like a light bulb that was just kind of glowing and like the light is going in all different directions. Like you don't have time for that. Like you never get time back. You never get your energy back. You have to be very certain about where it is that you go. And as you're walking along, And as you're progressing, typically what happens, the resistance that you feel, whether this is coming from your family because you're challenging traditions, you're changing trajectories, you're you're breaking generational curses, you're going against the grain of your culture, of your neighborhood, of your industry that you're in to do something different because you know like the way that things are going right now, they're, they're not suiting you and where you view yourself, where you want to be in the future, like the resistance that you start to feel like it comes to a critical mass sometimes. And I will never say like that it's easy. What I will tell you is the habit that you have and the awesomeness to be able to seal off your mind against people who are just trying to put you down or when you're out, you know, after you do like your daily mindset activities and you're putting yourself in a higher peak state and you're reviewing your goals and you're going out there ready to carpe your damn diem, like you're going to be able to operate in the world you know, around, you know, some people who are talking negatively, but you are not going to be immersing yourself in those environments anymore. You're going to be removing yourself. That's like part of the action step. But it it comes in in waves, if you will. You know, oftentimes when you're just starting out, and again, this could be financial, this could be, you know, health and fitness, this is anything. This is how you decide to, to be in your relationship with your significant 
significant other, you know, your relationship with God, like whatever this means for you is that in the beginning, it's completely awkward and you are a beginner and you're starting this out, you know, around people who are just like you. And, you know, there's nothing, I'm not saying that your friends, your family are bad people. It's just that you're about to change things and shit's going to get real, real quick. And I will not allow you to sit there and be like, oh, woe is me. I, you know, I can't do this because of, you know, all of my family has, you know, died of heart disease. You know, this is just my fate. Bullshit. Like, bullshit. Or, you know, this is my fate. I was born into... I don't know, my family lives in this particular neighborhood and, you know, no one even thinks of getting out. And all you have to do is basically drive, you know, 15 minutes out of the zip code and you're around a completely different group of individuals who operate differently. And why? It's simply because they have more awareness and now they probably also have education on how to do things differently. And that's that mindset switch. But it's going to be nearly impossible for you to actually make giant moves when you allow yourself to to be like infiltrated with other people's complaining or negativity or this is how it's always been this is what we just we accept as the status quo you're here on this podcast because you're straight up different you know there's a different way you know there's got to be a better way it's just like i'm looking for the vehicle for me, the one thing that I have found hands down moves you at such a like faster pace, if you would, like your velocity is just like ultra fast, is dialing in that champion mindset. It's seriously like looking back. And again, I'm telling you, I didn't know that I was doing this while I was working as a nurse. So for me, I started out as a nurse, you know, just like a normal bedside nurse. I started out in cardiology. I then knew like I did not want to be around these people. Like I wanted to be around action is where I wanted to be. I knew I wanted to be an ear nurse. So I was invited down there and then I got invited into a neurosurgical program where we were doing like minimally invasive brain surgery. And here's the thing. Ultimately, I wanted to, and this is just to give you an example on how this works and how I ended up where I am. Because I'm telling you, when I was a nurse, I did not know what I wanted to do next. Okay. That's like legit. Like you get to this point, like what, what's after this? Like, okay. But my goal as a nurse was actually to become a flight nurse for one particular flight program, like on a helicopter. Okay. And so that flight program was with Loyola Lifestar. You know, there was many other, you know, flight programs throughout the country, but I didn't care. I wanted to be at that one. Like that's how clear my goal was. And for me to be invited into that program as it was based at Loyola, okay, which was one of the most renowned programs in the entire country and the, 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 level of individual that we took care of like they were like sicker than you wouldn't even believe some of these people that we moved from you know hospital to hospitals like awesome work like I knew what my weaknesses were and straight off the bat like one of the biggest ones was was neuro like I hated the nervous system But the nervous system is in charge of like all these different things in your body, more so than just what you think. Like it's involved in 
like your hormones. It's involved in, you know, how your muscles move. Like it's involved in so much shit that I knew that I needed like high level training. And I, I was so fearful of it, but I knew it. And so what happened was I put that thing out there. I was thinking to myself, like, how am I going to get this training in neuro? Like I, I do not want to leave the emergency room and go to some other hospital and learn, you know, about the nervous system. What am I going to do? And I just started studying you know, the different blood vessels inside of the head. I started studying on my own, you know, the nerves, you know, we call them cranial nerves. And how does this actually work? I started studying the chemicals that, you know, the nervous system uses. So I started doing this preparation in anticipation of, I don't know where it is that I'm going to go, but before I achieve my goal, I would not even accept an invitation to go to that flight program because I know that this weakness that I have with, you know, my unknowingness about the nervous system, I know that that's a liability and it's going to cause me to not be the best provider of care for my patient. Like it could possibly cause a male, like my patient's harm. And I, that's where I was with that. So you put yourself on a different level. And what happened was I was invited into a dimension of, of, um, neurosurgery. I didn't even know that this stuff existed. It was a program that, um, actually set the benchmark for what we know today as stroke centers. So this was like back in the year 2000. And I'm telling you, like, I thought like, you know what? I'm pretty proud of, you know, <laughs> how much I, I learned about these cranial nerves and, and stuff like that. Day one in this environment, I we were doing, again, minimally invasive brain surgery. And what we were doing is angiograms of the brain. And this is like so commonplace today, but I, I'm telling you, this was not common back then. And so you're like, instead of angiograms of the heart, like you keep on moving these catheters all the way up to people's brains. And as soon as they put the picture up on this giant screen of what we were doing, like they were naming, it looks like a tangled mess. Like it looks like a tumbleweed inside of your head, all these blood vessels. There was names to those things. And it's not, I mean, imagine a tumbleweed. And if you could just like walk up to the tumbleweed and like pick one little like vine or piece of the branch and the neurosurgeon, like that was the blood vessels in your brain, they'd be like, oh, that's the anterior communicating artery. Oh, and I was like, what? (laughs) And I was so humbled and so schooled, but you got onto the next level. And then I realized like, how these people are making decisions about the outcome, like this is so incredibly different. And so what happened was, yeah, I I got an opportunity because I put that out there. I put in the work, right? I prepared myself and was asked in because of my level of clinical excellence as it was up to that point and my leadership skills, like those things. And everybody knew like, it's not whether or not she's going to be successful here. She's going to put in the work. We just, we have to show sister girl here. Like you got a lot of work to do and then you fill in the extra work. But I'm going to tell you that all of a sudden, like it created a major gap between me and my peers and my family even, because now all of a sudden I was studying about shit that I didn't even know that I didn't even know about. And now I see why (laughs) neurosurgeons are sometimes as crabby as they are because you're like, 
holy crap. But what I'm saying is that when you are clear on where it is you want to go and go rather your goals have got to also be crystal clear. So for me, okay, putting this retrospectively and put this into the context of where you are and where you want to go. I knew that I wanted to be a flight nurse at that program, but for me, the ultimate goal was to be the best practitioner regardless of licensure. Okay, so that means I don't care if this is a doctor, I don't care if you're a nurse, I don't care who you are, my goal is to be better than you, to be the absolute best, like hands down. So it doesn't even matter like how good you are. It just means that I'm going to be the best. Like there's no comparison. This is me like putting in the hustle, the grind, and the, you know what I'm saying? Every single day, making it my life. Okay. And for me to be at this phase of coaching, like, and yes, I was asked into that flight program and I will tell you with 100% confidence and clear eyes, there's very few people who can match my level of excellence when it comes to healthcare practitionership. It is not cocky when you know what you bring to the table. I'm just telling you that. Okay. But it took for me to like look backwards and I'm not telling you that to impress you. Okay. I'm telling that to impress upon you is that there's like a process to this. And that was just one dimension. And you can take that over. I used that same mentality when then I became a figure competitor and was competing in the bodybuilding world. Same exact thing. All right. Same exact thing. When I bit the bullet and, you know, jumped into entrepreneurship full time, this is where I'm going. This is where I'm growing. Okay, I've got to be able to scale this business. I know that I need to have like a tech component. I know that. So you start looking for different ways of doing things is what I'm saying when you're getting clear on your goals. Whether this is immediate career goal, whether this is health and fitness goal, whether this is financial goal, whether this is trajectory for your family, like whatever it is, like where you want to be positioning yourself, you have got to put yourself at a higher level, at a higher state. And this is never going to be you staying stagnant and you remaining where you are. Okay, hoping that one day somebody's going to walk in through the door and suddenly just like roll out the red carpet and just be like, you know what, you are such a nice person. We decided that we're going to put you over there. No, your job, you should be a nice person. But the other thing is you've got to show some level of moxie and some level of people can sense when you are a focused and goal oriented individual, like your energy is completely different, right? Like you're hungry. You can see it in people's faces. Like you, you know this, right? If you've ever met anybody and you're like, you know what? That person, they're going to go somewhere. Give them five years. Wait and see. Like it gives you goosebumps to think like that person's going to be somewhere in five years. Or if you have not learned how to do that, sometimes you feel intimidated. Like I could never be that great. Okay. If that's where you are, guess what? Welcome to the podcast. You're exactly in the right space. I believe every person goes through like this period where you are doubting yourself or where you come out feeling defeated if you weren't, you know, accepted onto a team or you weren't, you know, given a promotion or, you know, accepted to a school or you didn't, you know, hit your goal or wherever, like that's part of it. But what happens with that and the importance of mindset training is whatever emotions you're feeling, 
if you're sad, if you're mad, the goal and the expectation is for you to take those feelings and then channel them through your laser beam, okay, in a forward direction to move you faster towards the goal, not to stay in like the little glowing light bulb where your feelings are leaking out and you're all like, oh, I can never feel so bad. This is terrible. This is blood. And then you start blaming things and blaming situations and, you know, blaming and blaming and blaming. That's wrong. No, it's 100% on you. The person that you have to start blaming after a while, it's yourself. Like, oh my God, I stayed here for all this time. Oh my God, I did not cover home base. I did not put my own oxygen on first. Oh my God. Okay, and that anger that you start to feel, it's your job. Like, you're going to feel it. I'm not telling you to ignore it. What you need to do is take those emotions and imagine like... You imagine like a a ball of dough, if you would, and you've got these feelings, they're just a ball of dough. Your job is to take the dough and then start rolling it back and forth, back and forth and making it into like a long rope, if you would, like you're channeling it, you are focusing it into one point, you're not making a dough ball, you're making it into like a, a laser beam of dough, if you would. Does that make sense? So you're pulling all of your, your energy and emotions from the periphery and you're focusing it towards the front of that rope of dough or for, to the front of that laser beam so that you are in the forward direction. Like that's the goal, that's the expectation. Okay, and that's again why mindset training is so incredibly important. Okay, and so like mindset training, is it like voodoo? Are you like hypnotizing us? No, mindset training is literally the things that we've talked about so far. It's about creating a very powerful morning routine. It's about having very clearly defined goals. It's about taking you from that place of this is happening to me or I am a freaking committed over giver and I never take care of myself. I'm telling you, like, that's where I was with a nursing career. And it was, it plagued like every area of my life. So yeah, I was over here operating high performance. I was achieving professional goals. But on the personal side, I was also like, because that industry, like, it's all about giving. It's a, it's a hundred percent service industry. I had goals in it, but the goal was to be the best practitioner so that the people I'm taking care of, you know, would improve in whatever capacity. And then, you know, you tag on to that, like you're responsible for their, like to a large extent, like you influence their family's life based on how you're caring for this individual. So it's very, very much external. So if you're from a service industry, like I get where you are. The tendency, I think, especially if you're a woman, is to have that in every area of your life where you are so externally focused that your shit is just not tight enough to move your household or your business forward because you're giving, giving, giving. You you don't have like the back end of a bookcase or like a bookend, if you will, as like the line, like, you, you know, you can't, we talk about this, like you can't give from an empty vessel. For me, like I get that, but it does, that language doesn't cause me to change. What causes me to be very clear is to operate how I do as an emergency practitioner. Like it's literally black and white, like you drank alcohol or you didn't. 
Okay, you're having chest pain or you're not. There's no like, well, like, or you're pregnant or you're not. Like, there's no, there's no like in between with that one. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I roll. And what I have found hands down is if you're, you know, very soft individual and, and, you know, you're not ready for like, and I don't coach like yelling in your face, you know, and I get, you know, passionate about something like, my, my volume may go up, but I, I'm not like the yell in your face coach. Like that is not my style at all. What I do do is I call attention to the elephant in the room. Like this is what you're doing or not like alerting you to your blind sides because that's, what's keeping you stuck. And when you're in like a state of worry or anxiety or like overwhelmed, like this is never going to get any better. I'm just trying to get to the end of the day and then I can go to sleep and then wake up and do it all over again. What actually happens, this, this tracks back to your nervous system, believe it or not, is that it causes your body to release some hormones and chemicals that reduces your ability to think creatively. It causes you to have like massive tunnel vision. It causes you to not hear things very well. It causes you to have like a disconnect between like logical thought and, you know, how you speak. I mean, when you get nervous, like how great of a communicator are you? And you're like, I'm not. I suck at it. Okay. (laughs) Like I, that's when I fire off, you know, text messages that cause major problems. That's when I shouldn't have responded to that email and it's major conflict or that's when I just allow shit to fly out of my mouth because I'm getting worked up and I'm getting you know caught up in my feels or I just like can't stop crying because you know I'm just you know this is never going to change and blah 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 like I get that when you're looking to move you have to make a choice like you either decide this is where I'm staying and you give up the ability or the the entitlement or the the place to complain about it if you're not willing to change anything. Do you see what I'm saying? But oftentimes when you're just caught up in that day-to-day, like you never even think about the possibility of life being any different because nobody around you thinks like that. You don't see it in your immediate vicinity. I see this when I work in impoverished areas. I never... I take that, I was going to say, I never worked in an affluent area before. I did when I, I worked in New York for a period of time and I worked in a very wealthy community and it sucked. <laughs> it was just like, the, it was like, you didn't have to really creatively think in that capacity because these people were very well cared for and they only had one medical problem, but we saw a lot of volume. So it was, it was busy nonetheless, but really like my heart was always working in impoverished areas when I worked as an emergency room nurse. And I'll tell you, like some of these communities, like they're very, very small and no one ever, we call it, no one ever gets out because no one ever thinks about doing something different to get out or they never think about ever leaving because once they grow, they want to give back into their community and you get stuck and, and be advised. I'm not saying like, don't reinfuse into your community, but if you are going to be a community leader or you're just looking again to change your health and fitness or to, to change your finances. And I use those two because usually those are where most people's goals fall. It's going to require you to be different, to think different, to do different. And you have got to a hundred percent drop 
all of your excuses, all of your finger pointing and use those three fingers which are pointing back at you to do what's required of you to prepare for your opportunity and to prepare maybe even for an opportunity that you create for yourself. Okay, so when you coach and you train with me, part of the mindset, okay, and this again, this is going to depend on where you're at. Like it's never, it's never cookie cutter coaching, if you would. When you coach one-on-one with me, obviously I get to know you and, and we do all of our coaching like over the telephone. All right, like it's usually like 60 or 90 minutes, depending on, you know, how we structure your program. But I'm able to learn very quickly where you're at. You know, we find out what your goals are. Like, how are you wanting to like, you know, move towards those goals? And sometimes part of the training is, believe it or not, it involves nutrition for you. Even if this is like a fitness goal, because your food influences your mood. And if I'm dealing with an individual who is fueled 100% just on caffeine and like, I don't know, little Debbie like Star Crunch. I just saw those this morning. I stopped in to get a cup of coffee (laughs) at the Quick Mart and then there was Star Crunch. And God, I love those things. They're so good. But if that's your primary diet, (laughs) I totally grew up on those things. Um you know, we're not going to have long-term success. So it's my job to find out where you are and get you into a mental state that's going to allow you to grow. And sometimes, oftentimes, I find, you know, deficiencies on the nutritional front. So we got to clean that shit up. Other times, I find people so wrapped up in the victim mentality that what we have to do is we've got to train you how to step out of that to be able to call bullshit on where you are. Okay, other times we've graduated through those places. Like I coach some guys, they're, you know, fitness, um, they're, they're business owners in the fitness world, you know, and they have gone through these steps. But for them, like now they're wanting to take their game to a whole different level. They're wanting to scale. And up to this point, they've been sole proprietors and have not put into place systems and have not put into place, you know, the like some of like we call it like the tedious aspects of business, whether we're talking code of conduct, we're talking like like employee like manual. I know that sounds like generic, like they've not done a whole lot even to like chisel out their culture and their values, like those things. Like, so now they're needing to change their mindset from sole proprietor to business owner, where they're looking at growing both vertically and horizontally to have greater impact to the people that they serve, but also to build their empire. Whoa. And so now we've got to blow the lid off of that. And I'm telling you, like, no matter where you are, every individual and myself included in this, too, I'm never exempt from any of this stuff. I've simply been given the gift on that champion mindset coaching and started out, you know, how, you know, I was working, you know, in grunt mode and, you know, just was was growing. And, you know, it's just, I believe it's a hundred percent from God. Like there's really no explanation for this. It's, it's my gift. And I just, I, that's what it is. Like, so I don't need any, I, I'm not going to explain it. That's just what it is. But what I'm saying is no matter what level you're on, 
whether you're a beginner or you're like looking up the road and you see these people who have built like these giant businesses or they, you know, they have these giant like whether this is like a charity, like, you know, thing that they're doing, they've got, you know, 501c3 and like, you're like, oh my God, I'm just like, you know, trying to like give money at church right now or volunteer. Like, I understand how intimidating it can be. But what I'm going to tell you is that each and every one of those people, when you're growth oriented, still reach a climax where they're like, I am ready to do more and become more. That's what keeps people so young and vital and forward focused and so energized. And, you know, producing these tremendous results is they have already passed through those beginning phases. But as you grow, the world places, the universe places new challenges in front of you and who you've been up to that point is not going to be the person to bust through your current plateau as we see with, you know, quote unquote, some of those higher level individuals who are, you know, growing from sole proprietorship into full scale business ownership. They cannot bring shit from the past you know, whatever failures they had, whatever, you know, happened in their childhood, like it's a part of you, it molds you, but you reach this point where you, one of my guys, he put it best. I felt, Joe, if you're listening, like seriously, like this has stuck with me since we coached when you were talking about carrying this load of bricks. Like I'm just so tired of carrying this load of bricks. Like they're heavy and they're sharp and they keep cutting me. Like it's time for me to put this shit down. And it was so profound. I was like, you are 100% right. Like people talk about carrying baggage, but baggage is kind of like neutral, right? Like in, if you carry baggage, like you picture baggage, like you've got these suitcases and now they've got these wheels on them and you can like Velcro your baggage together. And it's like, it's easy to carry this shit around. It's kind of inconvenient, but it moves pretty easily. But if you picture like your shit is like a pile of bricks, like sharp bricks and you're carrying this shit around and you're trying to like, you know, you know, win in business or, you know, champion your health and fitness or, you know, you're, you're, you're wanting to be in like this beautiful, fully committed, awesome relationship. You know, like you want to be married, you want to have a family, like that's like, you want to be in the light with that. And you're walking around, like, how are you going to be in that relationship? If you're carrying around this heavy ass, you know, pile of bricks and you're like scraped up and you're bleeding all over the place. Like the person that you're wanting to attract is just going to like, look at you and just be like, no, (laughs) okay, Come see me after you put that shit down, okay? And like, find me after. I, you know, I'm not, I don't need to be the person who's gonna help you put that shit down. Like, this has got to be a decision that you're making before you get into that place. Because if you choose to bring that shit with you, and again, this could be anything, this is relationship. This is how you operate with your finances. This is having poverty mindset. This is being a victim. This is, you know, I'm never going to be able to move out of my station because of my boss or whatever that dialogue is that runs it. And you're not alone. Okay. I'm calling attention to the elephant in the room because literally it like plagues, like I believe every single person it's whether or not you choose to continue to accept it. That's part of the champion mindset. 
Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I refuse to accept that. I refuse to carry these bricks. I refuse to be fat. I refuse to be out of shape. I refuse to be broke. I refuse to continue to live in this neighborhood. I refuse to, you know, carry on our family tradition of everybody getting divorced. I refuse to be a gambler. I refuse to continue to use drugs. Like, you get to the point where you are so just like enough is a freaking enough. I refuse to continue on this path. Guess what? If that's where you are, your next step, okay, is to actually contact me. And what we're going to do is we're going to channel that shit and we're going to move you forward in the direction that you want to go. I promise you, like, I know it sounds crazy. I've coached individuals in as short as 90 minutes who have made major breakthroughs. And when I say major breakthroughs, like they were in a dead end job. They hated the neighborhood that they lived on. They knew they had so much growth and potential. And I'm talking like a union worker. Okay, this was a firefighter that I coached you know, a few years back, and he was so pissed. I met him at a conference and like everything was on stall coached him for 90 minutes on the phone. And then next thing I know, he sends me an email telling me he quit the job. They up and moved. He, I think he got engaged to his then girlfriend, now fiance. They moved out of state. He's at a new place. He's able to use his gifts, develop his talents. And it's just like a brand new life. Like it can happen that fast. And by the same token, sometimes we do a longer program for you. Like there was a girl that I remember she lived at home and she was just like shut down. Um, she was referred to be by a mutual friend and like she had all these dreams, but she was like, she was being treated for depression for years. She was on all these meds. She was being treated for obsessive compulsive. She was on meds for that. Like she was just so tight and she was the nicest girl, like the best heart in the world, like super kind, super loving. She want, she saw all these other people doing, you know, all these tremendous things. And she was just like literally stuck and for her we was it eight weeks or we did 12 well let's just say even if it was 12 I, I think it was eight though like what happened with her was we bumped up her nutrition that was actually one of the places where we started because I had that health background right so I can find I find holes in like where you're going okay again this is my gift from God I don't know how to explain it I just know that I know how to do it and freaking awesome at it and with her what actually happened now now be advised she also had other medical problems like she was on meds for polycystic ovary like she was on all kinds of stuff and I asked her a question one day I said what's your plan what's your physician's plan to get you off of this shit and she said we have no plan and I was just like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know what I'm like? It, it, and for her, like, it was a major breakthrough moment where all of a sudden, once we had that little, that small, like, three sentence conversation, she was like, I never thought about coming off of any, I don't want to be on these meds anymore. No. And so she started eating better and then she started working out and then it was like game changer. Then she went in, started having conversations with her healthcare provider. And she worked with 
him or her to come off of some of those meds. She did not do this independently. I'm not saying, you know, come off of your meds. It can be very dangerous if you suddenly go go cold turkey in some of your meds. What I'm saying is that she started showing up in her life and realizing that she was not a victim. She was in control and just needed to start showing up at a higher level. And guess what? Sister girl, like, met the man of her dreams. It was crazy. Like, she went, she decided she wanted to be in a church. She put herself in a church. She met somebody who was, like, on the same page as her faith and walk with God. And she's now married. Like, she she changed jobs. Like, a whole entire thing because she had had enough. But it was the mindset training that we did with her. And in the beginning, like, she didn't believe it. Like, in the beginning, like, if you would see how this girl looked at me, and I think it took probably, like, a good six months. My Our, our mutual friend was the one that basically, like, like pushed her and forced her to do it. <laughs> and, but honestly, by the time we consulted, like, she was totally ready to go and, like, super excited. And, and she just, you know, has done, you know, worlds of fantasticness for her. You know, I've had other clients, again, who eight weeks coaching pulled themselves out of being, like, primarily responsible for, like, their their um, parents' estate and being the one to take care of the whole entire family and putting their life on hold, wanted to break free. And all of a sudden, we start coaching. It wasn't all of a sudden. Like, eight weeks later you know, changed a lot of stuff. Again, improved how they were eating, improved, you know, their outlook on life, like shut out all the negative shit. And what happened was one of my girls, she up and moved out of state. She, you know, ended up, she ended up in, you know, Arizona. She sends me a message on Facebook, like, look at where I'm at. And these people are not, you know, just given gifts. Like it's only them. It could never happen to you. This can happen to you. So your next step, when you're at that point of like, freaking A, enough is enough. I'm tired of watching everybody else have success. Uh, There's zero reason why I can't do this other than the fact of A, I'm not 100% sure I can do it. B, I'm really not sure how to do it. And C, nobody else around me has ever done it before. Like, those are the only three reasons that you can have. Besides that, like, how we do it, you know, that's none of your business. That's my job is to, to seal those two edges for you. Your job is to start showing up for yourself. And your job is to contact me directly so that we can have a very fluid, powerful, awesome conversation on when we're going to get you started, moving you closer and championing a goal or goals in any and every area of your life. So here's how you do that. You go directly to my website, which is www.transformationgold.org. Click the contact us link in the top right hand corner. It's not a pretty website yet. I just want you to know I'm working on the design myself, but it doesn't matter. It still works. So go there, www.transformationgold.org. Contact me and then either myself or somebody from my team will get in touch with you within 24 hours. Okay. And then what we will do is we will, you know, get you rolling. So it doesn't matter what end of the world you work on. You know, it doesn't matter what time zone you live in. Like we will make this work for you as long as you're committed. 
Okay. It's been super awesome having you on today's podcast. Thank you everybody for joining us. Again, this is Nicole DeVincentis on the Transformation Gold podcast. We will catch you next time. Make it a powerful day. Peace out, y'all.